0: dark side I'm your host Brianna
1: my name's Jeff
0: (laughs) this is dark adaptation
1: episode. Hi Jeff. My name's Jeff. I
0: mean hey Jeff. Hey. You do it so much better than me. <laughs> I don't know why I was just in the kitchen and I was just like to myself my name's Jeff. <laughs> and you're like did you just say my name's Jeff and now I can't stop saying it hours.
1: This is how it starts and it's gonna last a whole week.
0: Uh, randomly in weird silent moments. My name's Jeff.
1: <laughs> my name's Jeff. <laughs> it's cause you picture Channing data. I do it?
0: and he just looks like he looks drunk, tired, and also like he has to fart or something. So he's just <laughs> making this stupid face. Yeah, oh, that's like
1: ninety percent of my existence.
0: <laughs> drunk, tired and having to fart? Yep. So you are you're Jeff. Abe Jeff. Oh my god, anyway. Hello, it's episode 58. It's, um... Uh...
1: (laughs) It's an episode. Yeah, this is an episode. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at my notes here. Um, what did I write to myself? Oh, uh, yeah, last week and the week before, we released our, quote, best of
1: episodes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we just had to take a little breather around here.
1: A little fun fact for you. Oh. Those are my favorite episodes. Yes. That's why he chose them. Yeah. How'd you guys like pig woman? Pig lady is my favorite. Pig woman. Pig woman.
0: My favorite is her mother who comes into the court and just starts screaming that her daughter's basically a piece of shit. <laughs> that's
1: why <laughs> and, I love it. And
0: they wheeled pig woman in on a bed. Yeah. To testify. Oh my oh, God.
1: Oh, fucking beautiful.
0: I have to re-listen to those. Those are so long ago. I mean, they weren't because they came out two weeks ago, but I didn't listen to them two weeks ago. I listened to them when I, we did them, mm-hmm. which was episode seven. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we released those because we like to do that sometimes, the little best of series. You pick those because they're your favorites. And we needed a break around here. Plus gave me time to dive into this case, which is like kind of two cases in one. But like, well, you'll see. Okay. But it's two parter. Ooh. Again. Yeah. Because, just because, you know me. (laughs) There's so much involved. Yeah And uh yeah okay so I think we should just get started Cause I got so much to go. tell you And go This week We're staying in the jazz age
1: Go <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're staying in the jazz age this week to discuss A notorious crime that's been called the OJ Simpson drama Of it's time
1: Oh god just the drama. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not the OJ part. <laughs> Just the drama part.
1: <laughs> I've been called the OJ of my generation.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's when you go, Oh, um run.
1: Yeah. Oh shit, this guy's the new juice. From the cops onto the highway for several minutes before <laughs> pulling into your own driveway. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of um
1: I am in the market for a new Ford Bronco, by the way
0: right right (laughs) white
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i like it to show dirt Mm -hmm. yeah has to people need to know i'm rugged
0: have you ever heard uh dave Chappelle's stand-up um i've heard of
1: this dave Chappelle you speak of
0: well he did one and like the catch each time he was talking was like that was like the first the third whatever time that he met the juice (laughs) oh my god it's so good I fucking love Dave Chappelle.
1: I love his stories about meeting people. Ugh. It's Rick James, bitch.
0: Okay, let's just not record this and go watch the Chappelle show.
1: Yeah, this is. <laughs> anyway, guys, see ya. Enjoy the third best of episode. <laughs> <laughs> the juice. <laughs> the juice.
0: Okay, anyway, here we go. OJ Simpson, drama of its time. That's mm. just what it's being called by like one person or something. <laughs> The story of Walter Collins started as a missing child case, but quickly evolved into a media frenzy. This case deals with a boy's disappearance, the corruption and abuse of power at the hands of the LAPD, an imposter, and the unearthing of Gordon Northcott, a heinous child abuser, child abductor, and serial killer. At the center of this whirlwind is Christine Collins, the grieving but incredibly determined mother of the missing Walter Collins.
1: When do they start playing football?
0: was born Christine Ida Dunn on December 14th,
1: 1888. She
0: sure did. In Los Angeles, California. (laughs)
1: California.
0: California.
1: You're on the wrong side of the boardwalk, partner.
0: Yeah, on the wrong side (laughs) of the accents.
1: There's a Uh, tunnel under Ocean Boulevard. (laughs) Don't you partner okay, that's
0: enough. <laughs> oh my god. This, this this episode is so good.
1: <laughs> there, there's no listeners left.
0: No. They're like, what the fuck did we tune into? Is there aren't these people good enough to have best of episodes? <laughs> these people are full of shit. <laughs> okay. Alright. Christine. Was described as a handsome woman with prominent features.
1: That cannot be either a compliment or like a real good dig.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh, I don't really know what else to say better.
1: Say something nice about her.
0: She's so handsome with very prominent features. What?
1: <laughs> She's got strong hands.
0: Oh, like- <laughs> me too. <laughs> She married Walter J. Collins. Now, her son is named Walter and her husband is named Walter. So if I say Walter Sr., Mm -hmm. Walter Sr. is her husband. And if I just say Walter, that's the son. Okay. So she married Walter J. Collins, uh, Walter Sr., and they had a son, Walter, like I said, and they had Walter on September 23rd, 1918. Okay. Walter Sr. proved himself unreliable over and over their finances were a mess and walter senior couldn't hold down a normal job and in retrospect this was because he wasn't really working normal jobs you know oh walter senior was an ex-convict using an alias (laughs) so walter j collins real name was walter joseph anson and he was hiding a shady past from his wife uh, passed that included serving two prison terms for robbery and running a speakeasy. Okay. And history repeated itself with Walter senior, who was sent to prison for a third time after being convicted of eight armed robberies and he was incarcerated at Folsom state prison. Okay. Eight armed robberies.
1: Folsom prison. Yeah. That's a big one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when he was arrested and sent to prison, Christine championed for her husband saying that he had always been a stand-up man. He must have temporarily lost his mind because his mother was really sick. Uh but she had no idea that you know her husband was using an alias and that this mm-hmm. wasn't his first offense.
1: He was living a double life basically. Yeah.
0: Christine was now a single mother in the 1920s, which was like an anomaly.
1: Yeah, that's fucking rough.
0: And she was left to raise Walter on her own in their middle-class neighborhood of Mount Washington in Los Angeles. Mm. At first, this was daunting to her, especially being a single mother at this time. But she snapped out of the spell and handled her new reality as a breadwinner with dignity and grace. She got a job as a supervisor at a telephone exchange and is said to have prided herself on her professionalism and her ability to maintain a non-emotional, business-like manner when dealing with men in authority. Okay. This is a demeanor that would be very beneficial to her in the near future. All right. It's also a demeanor that I should probably try and adapt, but...
1: <laughs> I don't think you could do it, <laughs> to be quite honest.
0: No, no, I can't. No. Nope. No, you're right. Because she was a supervisor at you know, a telephone exchange company where they're constantly busy. She worked long hours, often into the evening and on weekends. And then any spare time she had was spent with her son and writing letters to the prison board and other officials, begging them to release her husband as she and their son needed the financial support. And she just wanted her family back together because this was like the core family. Like Mm -hmm. Walter Sr.'s mother was around, but she was really sick And she just wanted, like, this little family back together. She, in her letters, she was insisting that he was a good man and was adamant that he, like, just must have had a temporary lapse in sanity because he'd never do something like that. Right. So Christine finally received a response letter from Thomas Gannon, who was on the prison board. And Thomas outlined how her husband has been in prison multiple times for various shady dealings. And he's not as innocent as she's making him out to be. And then at first, Christine was shocked, like, what the the fuck are you talking about, man? Mm -hmm. Like My husband isn't even who I thought he was. What the fuck? But then she was like, you know what? No, I'm still determined to get him out because I want my husband back. I want my husband and I want the father of my child around. Got to be this little family. Yeah. So she was hiring lawyers who uh, ended up being like cons, basically. Like they would be like, oh, you know. Uh, I'll definitely help you get your husband out of prison but you have to pay me like however much as a retainer so then she would and then they would just disappear yeah and then she was promised that her husband would be paroled by various officials and there was never any follow through they would just be like yeah yeah lady like don't worry he'll get parole and then they would stop taking her calls or letters Mm -hmm. and then by this point Christine was just running on fumes She was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, and her doctor had ordered her to rest, but that wasn't possible because she's, like, the breadwinner now. She has the son to take care of, she has rent to pay, like, she still has a life to live with bills to pay. Plus, their finances were terrible by the time Walt Sr. went to uh, prison. Mm -hmm. And so, like, she had to keep working these long shifts to bring in the money. 28 was a beautiful sunny day in Lincoln Heights, Los Angeles. Christine hoped to spend the day relaxing with Walter, who was nine years old at this point, but she was called into work and had to leave Walter alone until she returned that evening. In order to entertain him, she did what she often did when she was called into work. She gave him some pocket money and told him that he could go to the Lincoln Heights cinema.
1: Oh, sick.
0: The cinema.
1: i want to look... There's another Lana Del Rey song title, the Lincoln Park cin- <laughs> Lincoln Cinema.
0: Park. Cinema,
1: the Lincoln Link- Park Cinema. Lincoln Why would you say?
0: <laughs> it's not, but it could be.
1: I just want to go to the Chris Cornell skate park, Mom. What's wrong?
0: <laughs> Chris Cornell was in Lincoln.
1: No, but they're just they're friends. Oh yeah, they were friends. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were Jesus friends. Christ, I don't know. And where also, you are, I kid. think the lead singer of Lincoln Park killed himself, and so did Chris Cornell.
0: Yes that's true get it good
1: the similarities like my mind is like a maze wrapped in an enigma wrapped (laughs) in genius juice
0: you're demented
1: good luck topping that brianna i can't and
0: i won't even try (laughs) you're fucked kid (laughs) okay didn't go to Lincoln Park Cinema. Mm. She gave him some money so that he could go to the Lincoln Heights Cinema.
1: Right, right.
0: So she left for work. And then Walter got dressed, putting on a red plaid lumber jacket, brown cord trousers, and a gray cap. And then he left their house, located at 217 North Avenue 23, to head to the cinema. Mm. And he likely left just before 5 p.m. because the neighbor mrs baker saw walter at the corner of pasadena avenue and north avenue 23 at 5 p.m
1: sorry mrs baker is the most 1920s (laughs) old lady i've ever fucking heard
0: of course your neighbor is mrs baker (laughs) yeah and that's how she's reported like Mm. no first name she's just straight up mrs baker you know
1: mrs baker
0: (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows mrs baker of lincoln heights Mm -hmm. christine returned home that evening But Walter was not in the house. This was surprising to her because he always came right home after the movie was over. He was reported as being a very good kid. He listened. He didn't cause trouble. And he always returned home, especially on the weekend when he wants to spend time with his mom, who's like never home because she's always working. So panic was starting to set in. Christine called local authorities and reported her son missing. The police were not helpful in the slightest what? saying that they weren't going to go look for some kid who was likely to come home any minute nice yeah so she was told to call back if the quote runaway didn't return within 24 hours
1: you're legally required to wait 24 hours until reporting a missing person which is <clears throat> by the way that's not true no it's if not. you ever hear that it's not true it's not true no.
0: so christine was like fuck's sakes and just kind of sat there with her thoughts for a bit But then she called the police back, and she was like, yo, my husband is in prison, and I'm worried that my son was abducted by people seeking revenge on him. So this prompted the police to actually take Christine seriously, and then they began searching for Walter. Mm. The LAPD didn't have much to go on, though, because aside from the neighbor's sighting, like Mrs. Baker saying, I saw him at five at this corner, there were no other clues or sightings of Walter, so... They were basically stuck. They're like, oh, well, I don't see this kid in the neighborhood. So <laughs> they decided to report the disappearance in the Los Angeles Times in hopes okay. of encouraging people to come forward with tips.
1: This is turning into like L.A. noir. L.A. noir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing a bunch of L.A. cops from 1920s running around storming newsrooms where a bunch of people are yelling about moxie and ham sandwiches (laughs) cut the lead and then kill the lead then put it back in and give me a ham sandwich
0: you just like to talk about any kind of newsroom
1: i i really do what
0: what, would you want to be in a 1920s newsroom
1: i would love that you know why Mm. that was back when reporters got fucking paid
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a what a shame yeah that they got paid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so putting an article in the Los Angeles Times actually did help, sort of. There there was tips that started pouring in. One of these tips was that Walter was allegedly spotted as far north as San Francisco and Oakland. Um, which, I mean, obviously we're fucking Canadian. <laughs> so I was like, how far north is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's roughly 380 miles or 600 kilometers north which is a between five and a half to six hour drive
1: okay, so, like, okay. It's,
0: it is far north yeah from los angeles
1: like this is how bad i am with this my gauge is how cold i think the area generally is
0: what the fuck does that mean
1: <laughs> california is fucking hot like if i if it's like winter i may go vacation there
0: but i Southern sure in f- california yeah
1: but i sure as fuck i'm not about to go to like oakland Well, that's true ever
0: let the record show dyson wells will never no i don't oakland, own a california. bulletproof
1: vest <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if it was then no, i'm just kidding what if it was the 1920s
1: oh god i don't even think they had vests
0: are you kidding it's custom mandatory attire mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to have a vest anyways Another reporting was that Walter was sighted at a Glendale gas station. Glendale is in Los Angeles. It's about nine miles away from Lincoln Heights neighborhood.
1: So very close.
0: Yeah. The gas station attendant, Richard Strathers, claimed to see Walter's dead body in the backseat of a car. His body was wrapped in newspaper with only his head sticking out.
1: Yeah, I don't believe him.
0: Me neither. So the attendant... I
1: just- only contacted you because you asked for help in the paper i thought you had it covered
0: <laughs> covered good one yeah, thanks that is like a triple meaning i thought yeah. she had it covered as in the cops might have had it covered mm-hmm. i thought she had it covered as in it was in the newspaper and i thought you had it covered because he was wrapped in a newspaper
1: yeah
0: genius juice blown. i'm telling you okay no nope, <laughs> not feeding that so the attendant described the driver of this car with walter's You know, apparent dead body in there as a, quote, foreign looking man, probably an Italian accompanied by a woman. A man named C.V. Staley was also at the gas station. So he apparently followed the couple when they left and the couple stopped for a few moments in front of a police station and then sped away toward the San Fernando Valley out of town, losing Staley. So then when the police showed Struthers and Staley Walter's photo, they both said that that was the boy in the back of the car. Okay. I mean.
1: Did they only show that photo? Were there other photos?
0: I think it's just like one photo really that they were using.
1: Have you seen this boy? Yeah,
0: basically. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Other tips came in about a couple traveling across California with a boy who was begging them to let him go. Uh which if that is like made up that's scary and if that's true that's really really fucked up Mm -hmm. it's a nightmare yeah and then walter senior was you know of the belief as well like his wife that a former inmate had kidnapped his son out of revenge and they had thought this like him and his wife because part of his job in the prison's cafeteria was to report infractions
1: so oh. he's
0: basically a snitch
1: yeah he's a designated snitch
0: yeah so they were like "Ooh, like if anybody wanted revenge on someone it literally could be me because i work in the capture and i have to fucking snitch on people
1: you know what they say snitches children get stitches
0: children gets yeah that's rough yeah poor walter
1: yeah
0: um <laughs> uh, so. Like, yeah, it was basically like the um the main like tips and like thoughts at that time that were coming in, but there was no witnesses or for like the abduction part of like I- inmates who have a vendetta. And then as for everything else that was pouring in, there wasn't like any proof of it. Other than people saying, Yeah, that's the boy I saw. Hey, yeah,
1: I like, saw him.
0: It's like that's easy to say.
1: It's probably just one just says he looks familiar.
0: I think I've seen this boy somewhere. That's a boy. <laughs> The amount of tips coming in proved how distraught Angelinos were. They rallied behind Christine helping in any way to find her son. And like when I was reading it, I was like, this response seems like sort of extreme. Why, like, was it this one that they were like, yeah, Christine, we got you? (laughs) But then I looked up some other stuff from like the 1920s and around this time and on some of the articles that were reporting. Details of the story said that basically the city was like already in like an uproar sort of like they the residents were traumatized because there was this string of like recent and very vicious crimes that were happening and they were fed up and frustrated with the LAPD's like apparent inability to handle any of these cases okay so then when walter went missing it was just like another thing on top of everything and they're just like losing their damn minds
1: yeah okay so the pressure cooker
0: yes exactly so three months earlier a 12 year old girl named marion parker was kidnapped in la for ransom by william the fox hickman
1: <laughs> get the fuck out of here
0: yep William probably, the
1: fox hickman i
0: think i will cover that at some point because when i was reading it i was like oh what the fuck what the fuck
1: she goes around he definitely calls himself fox
0: it's probably a nickname he gave himself yeah which is like the worst a month before walter had gone missing the headless body of a 15 year old boy named alvin gothia had been found under a bunch of burlap bags in a ditch in nearby La Puente.
1: Yeah. yeah that fucking escalated. Yeah. Yeah, there, we went from ransom to like decapitated under burlap sacks in a ditch.
0: 15 year old. Yeah. And then two months after Walter had vanished, brothers Nelson and Lewis Winslow, who were uh, we'll talk about them a bit I'm more. sorry,
1: whenever I hear Nelson, I think of The Simpsons. Nelson.
0: <laughs> not that yeah um we'll talk about that more in depth later but i'm pretty sure they were 10 and 12 years old okay so just children and they went missing from la's pomona neighborhood on their way home from a model yacht club meeting and that's just like a couple of the shit
1: okay don't elaborate but i i am gonna go google model yacht club
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's exactly what you think Oh, I don't have any more details about that because that's not the main point of the story.
1: This is my problem. <laughs> One of
0: them. Yeah. So after Nelson and Lewis Winslow had gone missing, their parents were receiving letters from their sons. Mm-hmm. And the first was postmarked for Pomona and said that they were headed to Mexico. And then they got another letter that said that you know like hi mom dad like we're healthy we're just like attempting to become famous by remaining missing as long as possible but like don't even worry about us right yeah and it's just nightmare yeah and that like i said that's just some of the cases that were like basically haunting la at this time so then you know Mm -hmm. with walter also missing and the lapd just shitting the bed people were like what the fuck do -hmm. your goddamn job so Walter's disappearance with especially with how many people were rallying behind Christine, had now received nationwide attention and the press was watching the LAPDs every move. even though they had conducted this massive manhunt for Walter, they had even dragged Lincoln Park Lake actually Lincoln Park. the <laughs> <laughs> other way you just looked at me, but Lincoln like Lincoln Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, okay, not Lincoln.
1: What was this? not I wish people could have seen me. Oh what was
0: that? I oh don't
1: know, Durst. What the <laughs> fuck was that?
0: I'll never be as cool as Durst.
1: <laughs> I'm about to Durst burst. Let me tell you.
0: So <laughs> they dragged Lincoln Park Lake, and. Followed up on it like all of those tips and stuff, but there were still no signs of Walter emerging. So sadly, this case was starting to go cold mm-hmm. and this was just leading to an even larger public outrage and the LAPD were routinely receiving bad press due to recent corruption scandals. So their inability to locate Walter was compounding their embarrassment. How do you think the LAPD addressed their embarrassment and this claims of corruption?
1: Very gracefully, Brianna. I the LAPD they have the Midas touch, all right, when it comes to public affairs. They they're very good at this. They they calmed the crowd. They sued the grieving mother. They kissed babies, they shook hands.
0: False. <laughs> They address their embarrassment and claims of corruption with more corruption. Enter a police scandal.
1: Beautiful.
0: In August 1928, so five months after Walter's disappearance... Police in DeKalb, Illinois, picked up a boy who told them that his name was Arthur Kent. At first, he told the officers that his father had abandoned him, so they placed him with a temporary family, where he quickly changed his tune, telling police that his real name was Walter Collins, Mm. and he was the missing boy from Los Angeles. He said that he'd been lying and avoiding their questions to protect his father, so, Illinois police contacted the LAPD and sent them photographs of the boy. And the LAPD told Christine the amazing news. They'd located her son. She was fucking excited. And she happily paid the $70 travel expense for him to return to L.A. hmm How much do you think $70 is? Fuck. <laughs> 1928,
1: uh, $70. Um, mm, $250.
0: It is thousand two hundred dollars. jesus
1: christ i'm never gonna be good at this
0: that's okay <laughs> it's a fun it's fun <laughs> for me. so she's all fucking pumped she's like are you fucking kidding me you found my kid oh my god this is amazing please yes take all of my money mm-hmm. bring my kid home so the police called on reporters and they made sure that all the spectators in la would come and see this really happy reunion at the train station Uh, They were hoping that this would negate all of the bad publicity that they'd been receiving about their inability to solve this case and deflect attention away from all of their corruption scandals.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) The fucking irony. So Christine is there. She's watching as all these passengers are like flooding out of the train, but she doesn't see her son anywhere. And she's kind of like looking up and down the platform. And then she sees a boy walking towards her and She's like, well, you know, he's got, like, a slight passing resemblance to Walter, but, like, yeah. that's not my son. Oh. So, when the boy approaches, the police just thrust him into Christine's arms, and then there's, like, all these onlookers who are so happy, and they're, like, cheering, and the reporters have, like, flash bulbs going off everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're just, like, so happy that this mother finally has her kid. And the Christi- Christine is standing there, and she's confused, and she said, like...
1: Excuse me, I. <laughs> you like you know we edit stuff sometimes, right? You could have just been like pause. No, do... I'm gonna leave that in there. No! Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I get so in my head. I'm like, I feel like I'm telling a crowd at a train station.
1: <laughs> You're not my son. My name's Jeff. <laughs>
0: Oh my fucking chest. <laughs> <laughs> Put the you know my
1: job on this podcast <laughs> is essentially to derail you.
0: <laughs> yes. So you're sabotaging me. <laughs> to derail me? Or see yeah. how many times you could get me a David Spade lab.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck.
1: Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, we need to bring people back.
0: Oh my god! Okay, so yeah, f- happy people everywhere. F- Flash going off. They're taking photos of Christina and her son, who that's this kid that's just been forced into her arms. Right. So Christina's confused, and she said, "Like." I do not think that this is my boy. Like, this is not my son. Mm -hmm. And the police refused to entertain this idea that this wasn't her son. And before they could say as much, the boy just, like, flung his arms around Christine in this huge hug and was, like, putting it on for the cameras. And then Christine's uncomfortable as fuck. And -hmm. she's saying, like, this isn't my, my son. And then the police ignored her again. And they were just like, yo, like, you better smile and pose for those cameras. Yeah. And... Captain J.J. Jones said that, like, "What do you mean? This must be your son. He recognized you, didn't he? And he he knows you're you're his mother. Like, how happy he is to be with you." Mm-hmm. And he convinced Christine to quote, "Try the boy out."
1: Nice, real nice.
0: Captain Jones claimed that Walter only seemed a bit different to her because he'd matured and experienced stress over these past five months.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's older now because of time. You know, just <laughs> give him a spin.
0: Basically. <laughs>
1: Take him out for a spin.
0: Like what he was saying to her.
1: So- this slaps the kid on the head. <laughs> this boy can hold so many <laughs> cherished memories, let me tell you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So at this point, Christine is emotionally drained. She's exhausted. She's confused. There's people. I don't even know how many people were around her Mm -hmm. that were just like basically helping cram this narrative down her throat. Yeah. So she caved to the pressure and she did take Walter home. Oh, my God. And the next day, the, in the newspapers everywhere, there's photos of Christine like being reunited with her son, and them posing together. And her, if you really look at it, you can see that she's just dying inside. Yeah. But the, even the newspapers stated that, like, you know, even though she was confused at first, she took that boy home. Oh. <laughs> <They were> like. <laughs> at first, you know.
1: Great <laughs> accent.
0: I thought that was like. It was very good. Newsboy.
1: Yeah, I liked it. old (laughs) newsboy.
0: a little that was classic
1: old school news broadcast right there (laughs) that was a gem don't undersell it
0: okay thank you i'm not gonna try and do it again we'll just let it be what it was (laughs) so even the newspaper reporting and the articles and stuff were like you know she didn't really think it was she was in shock kid but you know she took him home though (laughs) and for a few weeks christine did live with walter i hope people can hear the air bunnies when i
1: oh yeah they're that. they're audible <laughs> let me tell you
0: christine lived with walter trying to adapt to life with her son again <laughs> what and i just wonder like what the fuck were those weeks like like what would you even talk about with a kid that you know is not yours oh
1: it's gonna be so upsetting and because was, you're like kind of like am i going insane but then like your yeah, kid probably like
0: this kid is, is probably like eats the sandwiches
1: it. with the crust on and like <laughs> you know
0: but walter always wanted the crust cut off looks
1: confused initially as to like where his room is i am very upsetting thing goosebumps yeah it would
0: be like having a weird little alien yeah like
1: this is changeling style shit going on it's fucking it would be upsetting
0: and then like on top of that if you can if you can keep your mind straight and be like, no, I'm not fucking crazy. This is not my kid. Then you're devastated because you're stuck looking after some kid that's not yours. Yeah. And, you know, your son is out there still.
1: I would grill the shit out of this kid until he tells me where he came from. You <laughs> just start watching I would. Him. I would. I would like. It would be like. 1115 at night. I call him down. He comes downstairs. Lights are all out. He walks into the room. He sees me.
0: Just the light of your cigarette. Just the, the light
1: dark. of my cigarette. You're gonna tell me who we really are. And then the and then the light comes on, and I shine it right in his eyes. I'm like, "Have a seat."
0: Why is this a Nirvana, the band, the show sketch?
1: <laughs> do you like it?
0: I do. I love it, actually.
1: <laughs> it's amazing.
0: And I was thinking of when Bird makes Matt some soup. He's like, it's good. Eat it. And he's looking at him. And he finally (laughs) takes a bite and he's like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Because I can imagine Christine being like, don't you want some milk? And like passing Walter a glass of milk. But her real Walter is lactose intolerant. Yeah. That kid can't drink milk. Yeah. But this kid takes a glass of milk and just starts drinking it. Yeah. Christine's like, (sighs) Anyway, this none of this happened, by the way. This is just me and Dyson living in a complete fabrication,
1: (laughs) but you know could you imagine?
0: (laughs) Complete fabrication. (laughs) Do you think this really happened? False. I made it up.
1: That one was told by a writer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great show, by the way. Anyway, let's let's continue.
0: But for real though, it must have been fucked up. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have to live with this kid. And she did for a few weeks. And then you're like, I'm not fucking crazy. This isn't my kid. And I know I'm stuck taking care of this kid. Who the fuck's kid is this? And where's my son? And yep. just, what? it be, um, just would be just mind bending. Then on top of it, the boy was going out and he was giving very concise and detailed interviews about his abduction and his time on the road he told like on his own
1: he just just fucking just, sorry mom i have a i have a press meeting uh, one minute don't
0: <laughs> i don't know but i don't think it was christine that this was like
1: 45 year old man in a <laughs> in a child wig like i imagine he heads out with like a briefcase and a reporter hat he's like gotta go to my press meeting sorry mom <laughs> sorry
0: mom it's i'll take my I'm glass late. of milk with me <laughs> just, just like yeah you fucking will just get the fuck out of here a little changeling yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it was on his own or whatever, but he was giving detailed interviews Right. about his abduction, his time on the road. And he told reporters that he, the day that he went missing, he was playing with some kids in a vacant lot near his home when a man approached him saying that he was a friend of his mother's and she had given this man 15 bucks to take the boy out to buy a new suit. And apparently he was expecting to buy a new suit in the near future. So the story was believable to him. And then he continued saying that, you know, he was taken to the home of this Mexican woman. And when they then they were all together and they moved to Hollywood where they stayed for a few days. But then that man that had also bought the suit told the boy that his parents weren't really related to him. So the man introduced him to his real father who took him, quote, way east, getting rides when we could and sometimes riding on trains when daddy had enough money to pay for our fares, end quote. And then they finally reached DeCaub, Illinois, where he was picked up by those police at the diner and eventually, quote, confessed to being, quote, Walter. Right. <laughs> Isn't that
1: wild? No, yeah, yeah, Brianna, that's so wild. I don't believe a goddamn second. He, he lured me with the promise of a new suit this is a 45 year old man i'm and telling I went you Went to a
0: mexican lady's house and then that was my family and then we moved to hollywood but that's not my family and yep. then i went with my real dad and we went cross country in a train and i said oh when daddy can pay the fares we rode good and then, <laughs> then I went to, we
1: rode to good
0: then i went to the illinois where i was picked up and decided you know what yeah i am walter like sorry i i went away with all these people i'll come home now
1: yeah what a ride
0: what the fuck like Christine, she's probably sitting in the fucking corner, just forced to sit back and watch this kid just straight up all lying through his teeth about being her son. Oh yeah. While also being amazed of the tales that he's spinning, because spoiler alert, he's making all of this up. Oh yeah. Which is fucked up because he's a kid and it's really creepy. And Christine is just forced to sit there, like, I don't want, th- I don't want this kid. This isn't my kid. Yeah. But behind the scenes, she was quietly researching how to prove that this boy was not her son.
1: By hitting him she's
0: was... no 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 she is more of an intellect she's not right. gonna just start beating this child she's gonna sit quietly in this in the corner with a cigarette and observe <laughs> all of the weird shit he does yeah so after three weeks she lived with this kid for three weeks sorry, my mind is still racing of things that she probably did when they were oh alone my God. for three just, weeks.
1: It all, it all, all of it involves panic.
0: Every night for of those three weeks, like eight times a night, she would just go into his room and watch him sleep. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. that's not mine.
1: Mm-hmm. I did not
0: make that. So three weeks after Captain Jones had pressured Christine into taking this boy home... She returned to the LAPD armed with LA LAPD, <laughs> with the child, adamant that this was not her child. This isn't my kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her real son was still out there somewhere, and she can't be taking care of a kid that's not hers. Oh my
1: god, the waste of time frustrates me so much.
0: It's devastating. So she was armed with the basically the research that she had been doing those past three weeks. She had official documents relating to the real Walter, her son. For example, in these documents, the boy that was in her care was circumcised, but medical records showed that her son was not. Mm -hmm. She had her real son's dental records, which showed and detailed a completely different set of teeth. This totally different. And she also had statements from Walter's friends other people in their life his teachers Mm -hmm. uh that said like that's not walter like for example she had teachers writing letters that said like the second that kid sat down in my class i knew i wasn't teaching walter like that's not walter yeah and despite all of this she was treated horribly by the police who were trying to say face while Mm -hmm. literally watching their corruption crumble before them
1: yeah because this is the dumbest fucking idea they could have possibly went with
0: they're just so desperate and obviously just treating christine like she's an idiot and mm-hmm. look how vulnerable this woman in her husband how vulnerable this woman is her husband is in prison her son is missing we can absolutely take advantage of her vulnerability mm-hmm. but she's like basically like, fuck you this is my kid so she, she again was like trying to give this kid back she's like i've shown you everything i have that is proving that's not my son and captain jones just ridiculed her they he was calling her a bad mother saying that she was purposefully making the police look bad and according to later court testimony by christine captain jones told her quote what are you trying to do make fools out of us or are you trying to shrink your duty as a mother and have the state provide for your son you are the most cruel-hearted woman i've ever known you are a fool
1: (laughs) What a dick.
0: Yeah. And Christine stood there and took it and stood firm as well in her position that that boy is not her son.
1: No, of course not.
0: So Jones told her, you're insane and ought to be in a madhouse. You're under arrest and I'm going to send you to the psychopathic
1: ward. Kids teeth shift all the time, lady, and teachers are drunk 90% of the time. (laughs)
0: teachers are women and they are
1: wrong they're hysterical let me tell (laughs) you
0: so him saying you're under arrest and i'm gonna send you to the psychopathic ward that was not a threat that's exactly what he did really he committed her to the psychiatric ward at la county general hospital under a code 12 internment which is a term that was used at the time to jail or commit someone who was deemed difficult or an inconvenience to them
1: Basically, if you, if you doesn't were, oh, sound like it should be a code at
0: all. <laughs> it isn't anymore, but back then it was. So basically, if you were, like, quote, a bothersome person, they could just be like, you know what? I'm going to code 12 your ass. Yeah. And it's 1920s. like It was easy for them to, to do at the time and to use this code to throw people into psychiatric wards or lock them up in jail when they didn't like them.
1: Get the paddy wagon. Or, we got another one of those annoying ones.
0: Basically, they're <laughs> like, you know what, Christine? You're a nuisance to me. And... I'm putting you in the quote like loody bin. Yeah, it's fucked. And like, unsurprisingly, it happened to women all the time, way more than when. And it was because they're all hysterical, (laughs) and we're all suffering from the vapors and (laughs) (laughs) stuff.
1: That's a southern thing.
0: (laughs) Southern California.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay. Fair. I'll take that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, you know, uh, women were all fucked. So. He was like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, I'm out, and you're out.
1: <laughs> you're cool, points to the kid.
0: <laughs> Gosh, so inappropriate,
1: but... <laughs> That's what Everything that this guy's done is oh, inappropriate.
0: I know. I know, I know. So, yeah, he he literally put a code 12 on her, and she was sent to the psychiatric ward at the LA County General Hospital, and... She he was like suck it up, uh, have fun, all because she was like, I'm telling you this isn't my kid. Here's yeah. the proof. And he was like, this doesn't really. Oh, go. it
1: drives me nuts that like she had like solid proof. Like that's that's just straight up proving mm-hmm. that that's not her kid.
0: Doing legwork and investigative work that those officers should have done before they gave her a child but they Mm -hmm. knew exactly what they were doing they knew exactly that they were just giving her a random kid that obviously wasn't her son Mm -hmm. and hoped that she would just shut up and go away yeah
1: because they coordinated that entire um like the publicity stunt at the uh station
0: it's so gross and then she's like not settling for it and they just hate they just basically hate her because she's a nuisance to them Mm -hmm. and their fucked up agenda yeah Christine institutionalized against her will, Captain Jones questioned Walter and eventually had a handwriting expert weigh in. So the expert asked Walter to write out a paragraph. And after the expert analyzed the boy's writing style compared to a sample of the known Walters, the real Walters. Right. And he looked at these two samples and he concluded that the boys writing was absolutely not a match to the known handwriting sample of Walters.
1: So you know what I would have done? Made him eat the paper? No, you I would have made him take a bite of literally anything and compared it to the goddamn <laughs> dental records we actually have, not this fucking handwriting <laughs> pseudoscience. <laughs> fucking LAPD. Jesus Christ
0: they're hoping it yeah i don't even know what they're hoping i'm not even gonna try and get into the mind of especially captain jones
1: because they wanted to bullshit it they were like i bet the fucking guy writing the like checking the the cursive's gonna fuck this up
0: and he didn't he like really
1: took yeah, it I like got it.
0: dead serious and he even was like you see here this r we don't teach ours like this in california this
1: this it's, is an Oakland lad. This is
0: absolutely an Illinois R. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: an Illinois R.
0: She's <laughs> like, is, no, this, it's not a this match. Child's
1: from Milwaukee. Relax. I just want to write some letters. <laughs> I'm going to do a whole episode one day like that. I'm Between do a whole episode like that.
0: <laughs> and then uh, randomly. My name's Jeff. Confronted with this Confronted with this (laughs) They're like yo this fucking handwriting Doesn't match and then the boy was Like
1: my name's Jeff (laughs) I feel sorry for whoever's not on board With this joke (laughs) And they were like first part of the episode Like they're probably done with it No
0: Don't you know how long ago that movie came out? You're so far behind. (laughs) Every once in a while, a good quote rears its head. I do it all the time with the hangover. (laughs) Okay, so the handwriting expert. Nope. The Captain Jones. He confronted this kid. Yeah. And was like, "Mm, doesn't match. huh? What do I got to say about that? And the boy was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not Walter. My name is Billy Fields. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I only pretended to be Walter Because I wanted to be in the movies So Captain okay. Jones was like The fuck are you talking about You wanted to be in the movies And then he's like well The boy was like you know actually Sorry I want to be in the movies but my name isn't Billy Fields My name is Tommy Danny Osborne
1: Okay And
0: Captain Jones was like Well okay so who What are you Billy are you tommy who who are you why are you here yeah the kid was like okay you know what I'll, I'll really tell you the truth now and he did and he said that he was a runaway from marion iowa and he was 12 years old and his name was was arthur hutchins jr so the cop was like great why are you here what is going on besides the fact that we you know made you come here what yeah what's your story kid what's your story kid?" And (laughs) Arthur said that his mother had died and he was sent to live this new isolated life with his, quote, cold fish of a father and Violet, his malicious stepmother.
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to start calling people cold fish.
0: Cold fish, I know.
1: It's so good.
0: Cold fish of a father. (laughs) So he ran away from his cold fish and his malicious stepmother. Yeah. And he was hitchhiking around the country and he was working odd jobs And then he had stopped at an Illinois roadside cafe. And when he was in that cafe, a diner told him like, oh, yo, probably not yo, because it's 1920, but they're like, yo, whoa, you look so much like that missing kid from Los Angeles. The resemblance is uncanny. And remember, there was like pictures circulating all over the nation Mm -hmm. about Walter. Like it was a nationwide fucking media frenzy. You know, it was the OJ Sips of Drama of its time. Right. And so Arthur saw this as an opportunity to get to Los Angeles. He could see Hollywood and then he could meet his favorite actor, Cowboy star Tom Mix.
1: I love the rationale this kid has. He's 12. Yeah.
0: He's like, great. I can definitely just get to Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. So I'm in Hollywood. And if I'm in Hollywood, I'm with Tom Mix.
1: Uh, Mr. Mix.
0: (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mix. I'm a huge fan. My name's Arthur. My name's Billy. My, my name's Tom. I'm Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, great, I can get to Hollywood. I can see Tom Mix. So he, when he was arrested or taken into custody, I guess, at that roadside cafe in Illinois, he told the authorities there that he was the missing Walter Collins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. That's. But that's, that's what Arthur told the LAPD. So the yep. LAPD were like, great. Now he's admitted that he's an imposter when we obviously already knew that, but now we have to take care of this fucking kid. So they contacted this little imposter's family mm-hmm. and Violet, the malicious stepmother, uh, dreaded stepmother. She came from Iowa, I suppose is where they lived. Cause he said that he lived in Marion, Iowa traveled to california by train to come and collect her stepson mm-hmm. and then when she was there she just kind of reveled in like her 15 minutes of fame and then just,
1: oh my god and then
0: just left and arthur was he, this kid showed no remorse for his actions and he even told journalists and reporters that it was all a game to him This was just fun
1: shit that's who he is yeah yeah
0: i know he's 12 but like still fucking yeah crazy. it just
1: goes to show how shitty his fucking parents are though yeah that that's like the not not what he did his reaction and zero remorse for it
0: yeah plus you're also yeah. watching your stepmother who's coming to pick you up just like basically bask in the limelight that she's mm-hmm. gonna have for like fucking 40 seconds yeah and she just like soaked it all in and this
1: is her legacy yeah and all then- these years later
0: Right, and then yeah, when you know, I can just picture it—flash bulbs going off. They're like, "Arthur, why'd you do it? It was all a game." (laughs) That was good, right?
1: That was great. (laughs) Played you like Yahtzee.
0: It would be Yahtzee. It would be monopoly.
1: Monopoly. I don't even know. I think Monopoly came out in the fifties.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, So did Yahtzee probably?
0: I don't fucking know. Anyway, this kid was like, "It was all a game to me." Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Little <laughs>
1: Al Capone.
0: What do I? Leave me alone. Get on the train. <laughs> it was not a game to Christine. No. Who was institutionalized? Still at this point. Oh my god. She ended up being institutionalized against her fucking will for ten days before she was finally released.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: And while she was there, she lost her job because first of all, she's literally locked up and can't go to work but also the huge stigma that's attached mm-hmm. to being inside of any sort of psychiatric care yeah in the 1920s like like i said quote loony bin they're like mm-hmm. Mm-mm. and she was in the role of a supervisor they were like we cannot have her here so they yeah. fired her and then upon her release like i said 10 days later almost two weeks of her being in this place she immediately filed a complaint against the city police chief james davis and captain jones for false imprisonment and for the lapd's just atrocious handling of her son's case who was still missing yeah (laughs) yeah
1: well like yeah
0: (laughs) so the police commission held a hearing to discuss the complaint but they refused to discipline captain jones Mm -hmm. But since Christine had also filed a complaint with the city, it had to be investigated at that level, too. So the hearing was held in the council chambers in the newly opened City Hall. And the hearing was headed by the city's Health and Welfare Committee. So over 1,000 locals packed into the council chambers to hear Police Chief Davis and Captain Jones testify in their defense against christine's allegations of the false imprisonment and they're just dog shit handling. ladies
1: and gentlemen we investigated ourselves and have determined that we have done nothing wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> well at least it's before the city at this point
1: yeah the yeah, yeah.
0: health and welfare committee but yeah of course these two knuckles chuckle fox whatever <laughs> are going to have debriefed each other on like what are you saying okay great i'll say that too yeah yeah, yeah. so um among those to testify before the committee that day was a family dentist who testified that Walter Collins finally had several fillings, and Arthur Hutchins, the imposter that boy had never ever seen a dentist in his life. Mm-hmm. And then there was all the other experts, like the family doctor, and the teachers, and people who were just like, "That's not."
1: Her yeah, son. like literally everyone who has met this kid is like, "This is not. This isn't Walter."
0: And like the police don't fucking. This isn't know. even Walter Light no <laughs> no like i said christine didn't even recognize any her son anywhere on that train platform yeah. but then as she was like staring at the kid she's like fine i guess i can see a passing resemblance but like i fucking know that's not my kid yeah so at the um city hall these giant speakers were hung outside to accommodate the overflow crowds because like i said there's like over a thousand people
1: mm-hmm.
0: who were and also these people were like in an uproar they're like pissed
1: off yeah
0: um apparently broken microphones prohibited them from clearly hearing all of the witnesses so people in the crowd were yelling like louder and speak up and they're just fucking being little hecklers yeah But i'm like how's there it, broken microphones you literally wrote in this article and many other articles that this is a brand new city hall
1: yeah well i you know what i broken i know yeah exactly that's my <laughs> thought too and also God damn it, imagine having 1,000 members of a goddamn peanut gallery yelling. just yelling at you in the back. <laughs>
0: and, and those 1,000 people are on Christine's side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, fuck you, LAPD. We literally think you're garbage. Yeah. So, for those who couldn't attend in person or were there but couldn't hear anything because of this apparent broken microphones, whatever, they could tune into this local radio show. Where Reverend Gustav Briglub was a minister and pioneer radio evangelist. I said evangelist.
1: You did. You got that one.
0: Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. You know what is so funny? The best of episode that would have just been released wasn't that where I couldn't say.
1: I think it was, yeah. Oh my God. That is evangelist, hilarious. yeah.
0: So, Gustav Briglub, this minister and pioneer radio evangelist. Nice. He was the pastor of St. Paul's Presbyterian Church in L.A., mm-hmm. who took up important causes in the city throughout the 1920s and 30s. And one of those causes was the poor handling of Walter's disappearance. And through his radio show, he fought to have Christine released from the hospital. Nice. Nice. And he loved to preach about corruption in the LAPD.
1: Also nice. I love yeah. it. It's just
0: like a fucking like gossipy, like let me spill the tea. Yeah. Like, Reverend. You it's know what? It's so funny. I, uh,
1: I was, okay, well, I'm oh, very, then... very lame and nerdy, but I was listening to podcasts about how um, evangelists, like reverends and stuff were mm-hmm. like one of, one of the founding pioneers of radio, of talk radio.
0: That is well, I mean, yeah. think about this. It's the nineteen twenties. Yep. Crazy.
1: It is really crazy. So I'm like I'm surprised, but then I guess I'm also not because it's like I'm surprised, but also not as well. Yeah. It's it's cool. Anyway.
0: And yeah, so the best part is that like he loved to preach about the corruption in the LAPD. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> He also loved talking about other like salacious topics. Like he was covering the Fatty Arbuckle manslaughter trial. Yeah. And he would talk about like sex in movies and presidential scandals. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like,
1: tell- I thought you were gonna like tell me it was like ankles, hot, or the <laughs> devil's skin. He probably like-
0: would. <laughs> he was just like, I don't know. I just think it's so funny that he's this reverend who's also like. Anyway, what do you think about that scandal? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's like, this guy, this, I not know. It's yeah. like, you know what, You can't make it to the new city hall to hear the, tr- the hearing. That's fine. You tune into my radio show. I got Fatty Arbuckle. I got sex in <laughs> movies. I got presidential scandals. We'll talk about Walter. Oh, yeah.
1: I want to listen to his fucking broadcast now.
0: Me too. So after all the testimony was heard and the city council's health and welfare committee deliberated... They basically just made a recommendation that the police like remove Captain Jones and Police Chief Davis. Good. So the police commission a
1: recommendation though. way. Yeah. yeah. So
0: the police commission was like, all right, fine. You know what? We'll suspend Captain with, Jones with
1: pay with pay. It probably was with pay. I don't uh, know.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it what the, you know, situation was around it. I just know that they suspended Captain Jones, but. The complaints against the city and police chief Davis were dismissed. Okay. So it's not really the outcome Christine was hoping for. No. But at least Captain Jones was suspended for now. But don't worry, she's not done.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But
0: before we get to that, around the same time that Arthur Hutchins had finally admitted that he was impersonating Walter... The LAPD had learned of a case that was unfolding about 50 miles east of L.A., and it was discovered that a man named Gordon Stewart Northcott had been kidnapping, sexually abusing, and murdering young boys on his chicken ranch no. in Wineville, California.
1: Don't tell me that's the path we're about to go down. I,
0: I'll i tell you, but I'll have to tell you in part two.
1: No. <laughs> This is gonna get dark.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my heart goes out to this fucking poor woman. It,
0: it is oh unbelievable. My God. It is unbelievable. The shit that is, she OJ's
1: got nothing on this. This is fucking awful.
0: OJ drama. Of OJ's its time. drama.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. It's
0: crazy, right? It's like taking left turns here and there. It's like my kid is missing and. The a, LAPD. To
1: be honest, I got fucking whiplash. I know. <laughs> and then they threw her in a psychiatric ward for
0: ten what days. The fuck. Against her will, locked her up in there because she was fucking quote annoying.
1: Yeah, she dared prove it wasn't her kid with dental records. <laughs>
0: These officers just had little tiny mushroom caps of a dick.
1: Oh yeah. And
0: fragile egos. Yeah. Fucking awful. But Mm-mm. like I said, she's not done. But there is another fucking curveball left-hand turn whiplash that we got to take when we come back next week to talk about this weirdo chicken ranch. Mm. So yeah, next week we'll dive into Gordon Stewart Northcott and the case that became known as the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. Oh my God. And we'll also wrap up Christine's story and everything unfolding there with Walter's disappearance. Mm Mm-hmm yeah but at least you that's part one i don't know that's part one
1: that, that was fucking good <laughs> all right um i can't wait i'm excited it, I well wanna you know don't what the have to is...
0: wait because we to get to record part two right
1: right right, right but right. i'm
0: sorry listener you have to wait yeah but uh if you want to see photos related to this case and all the cases we cover you can follow us on instagram at dark adaptation podcast to see our sources, to buy us a coffee, or check out our merch, you can visit our website darkadaptationpodcast.ca. And thank you for tuning in this week, and we'll catch you on the dark side.
1: Bye. Bye.